I, really I mean, there's a lot of people to feed. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Two Nerds, One Quest. I am your host, and DM, JC Dittmer, here with these three nerds, because, you know, math is hard. And I think we'd right. like to wish you all a Merry Christmas. That man in the Christmas PJs with Grogu on him. That is one Tom M. Norman playing Aaron on. You psyched for Wednesday, buddy? Yeah. Boca Boca yeah. It's coming. <laughs> Merry Christmas, all. Yes, I am very excited for Wednesday. I am very excited to be playing D&D. And I am very sad that I still had you muted when you said six fucking geese because that was the perfect <laughs> intro into this show coming on is the end of a conversation about birds ending with six fucking geese. <laughs> six fucking geese. Well, they are a laying, you know. Um, <laughs> that man not in his head and agreeing with me looking like he's ready to head out to a Christmas party in the red plaid is one Ryan Krixakukta. Good morning, buddy. Hey, it's it's basically the only red shirt I have that doesn't have a big Wisconsin Badgers W on it. So You make that sound um, like that's a bad thing. It is not a bad thing, but what I am saying is let's do some D&D today. Let's not pimp for this the sports today. So. That sounds, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. And last but not least, the clean-shaven, the less hairy, the lore master. <laughs> <laughs> the legend, the lazy dragon, <laughs> Jeff Doc Williams. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. Uh, I'm not wearing red. My last red shirt became one of my children's zombie costumes and is no longer wearable in public, uh, <laughs> at least in normal public. So that makes sense. Got holes in the boobies. Dead inside. Uh, it's got. It's mostly shredded. Yeah. So. Holy crap! So I'm looking like, at being uh... nearly headless. <laughs> mm. So, Jeff. All right. You recap. Want to time? Get us into things. I got a hard out at nine thirty today, so let's let's yeah, get this so, show on the road. All right. I'll make I'll make her quick. We uh, we came up from our last uh, episode under the water and traveled our way to Brent Shander. Um, came into town telling stories. Uh, shopping, um, <clears throat> there was a Chewinga that needed a delivery, there was a party at night, <clears throat> we slept over at, uh, in Bryn Shander the next day, did some planning, headed to Lonelywood, found, uh, the Belching Dragon to be super busy, and, uh, a number of people there, and that created Doc's dilemma of wanting to stay but also wanting to go at the same time uh we met a couple of, uh, additional characters that um may become part of the story maybe not we'll find out and uh yeah i think that's the long and the short of it actually just the short of it so <clears throat> Bryn shander treats crixus like a star finding a cure for Aranon might be far Doc is out for this mission because he wants to go fishing and spend some time tending the bar. Nice. <laughs> the, uh... Oh, Crixus looks sad. Crixus has a sad. Yeah, um, I'm... There's, I don't have a video feed right now. Yeah, there's something going on with... Oh, no. A t Twitch has been <clears throat> jacked up cluster. I mean, we're still recording. So we yeah. can just do the show and just not have video, I guess. Um, I'm trying to find... See what you figure out. 
as we move along here. Move along. Move along. Yeah, I just need to figure um, out how to change regions. Move along. I, I, Crixus is playing a soundtrack in my head in the bar right now. I mean, it started with "Should I stay or should I go?" By. <laughs> So, no. apparently it's Move Along by whoever that um, punk pop group is from the 2000s. <sighs> I don't recall Yeah, I forget what they're called. I do not recall their name. Um, someone will say it and I'll go, oh, fuck, yeah, that was... Doc sitting through the course of the night we kind of left you guys at the bar it was like an overnight into the morning type thing and you were trying to determine what you were going to do um that night in the bar uh Valine actually approaches you at one point when, when things start coming down and people have headed home uh she looks at you and says I there's rumors that you may be staying behind Yeah. Yeah, this is um, it's kind of what I was looking for. A place like this, and the only thing keeping me from settling down earlier was the constant cold and darkness. Now that that's taken care of, at least for now, this is really interesting to me to stay. For now, you said it. For now, it's not over. There's right, a but, <clears throat> I don't know where you're going. Right, but where you're going, there. Where you're going, though, is not where Oral is. So, where you're going. I. I don't know. I think I. I think I'm better off here and. If the darkness comes back, then then we know where we know where to find her. Is there anything I can do to get you to go along? I trust you. You're one of the few I trust here. I don't know. I, I... <clears throat> I don't really have anything in mind. Um, does seem like there's capable people here, though, that, again, I don't know about trust, but there's definitely some uh, capable adventurers here. Have you talked to any of them? There's definitely some... Uh, I have not... You were the one in the party. You were the one I trusted the most. You were the one I could rely on to act in accordance with your nature. You were consistent and strong in your presence in this party. Aranon is a loose cannon that could go any which way, and Crixus has an occasion to let his emotions control his actions. So, it, I'd hate to lose you, the, the one thing I could rely on and count on in combat. Um, I guess I'll have to make do if 
your choice is made, which it sounds like it is. If we need your help, can we come and get you? Sure. Just, uh, you know, if you get in trouble, send a message. Have you talked to these other people? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've talked to a few of them. Who do you think should go? Who do you pick? Who is your... Well, <clears throat> if you're... If you're looking at trust, I mean... Doc, you just ask... have this insatiable urge to start giggling at this point. Because yeah. gotten very serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doc has been giggling the whole time, kind of chuckling under his breath. and um, Yeah, so he would... Uh... You know, in the conversation with Valine, he would mention, you know, Triss seems capable, but she hasn't been here long, so she's um, she doesn't know our customs very well, but she seems uh, she seems like she could handle herself in a fight, although she may be the one provoking the fight, depending on uh, she gets she seems to be offended easily. Um, yeah, don't want that. Um, from what I can tell from, uh, Oscar's got some skills, but he always seems to be looking over his shoulder. I'm not sure what he's looking for. Um, or, you know, even he's... Maybe his... He's, he looks at you and says, maybe his hand, which causes you to get a giggle fit. Yeah. Um, he's, he's definitely got some, some, uh, incredible magic powers, but, um... You know, I don't know if another magic user is what you need on your trip. That um, is... Although for for curing Aranon, I know you need something. Um, Jacob, uh, he seems the most stable. He seems to be the most helpful. Um, he hasn't stopped all night, other than to you know a, a few chats. He's been helpful. I, I talked to Ellie. She seems to think he's a good guy. Um, he uh, seems pretty interested in in uh, proving himself, showing that he can do a good job. Um, but he doesn't seem like he's doing it for himself. He seems like it's you know part of his job to to do good, to help people, or to um, just to be there. He seems like he's looking for something. He's always got his eyes open. Where Oscar's kind of looking over his shoulder, Jacob always just seems to be aware of his surroundings, taking it in. And yeah, it seems like he... <clears throat> where, yeah, uh, Oscar sometimes is looking behind him. Jacob seems to be looking at his future. He's always looking for the next thing he can do, the next thing he can fix, the next person he can help. Just seems, you know... Again, we've only seen him in the context of the bar here, but he... Um, well, he Seems came like in with he's over his shoulders, so mm -hmm. he's got some skill apparently. Um, at this point, uh, Eliana kind of walks up, sits down next next to you, just looks over and says. Doc, you aren't letting her talk you in going, are you? 
She's uh, she's definitely trying. Noveline kind of shoots a look at Ellie, like, get out of here, <laughs> like. And when as your conversation starts up with Ellie, um, Noveline takes off. She gets up and kind of walks away, realizing that this is over. Um, and she, she kind of she seems grumpy, <laughs> a little grumpy, by that. Crixus, you are, um, I don't know, where are you? <laughs> um, in the bar outside, or, outside uh, on the, uh, the porch area. Oh, that's with right. With a tall we, mug of ale. We, we did that at the end. That's where we all were out on the porch because Aaron was unable to be inside and we had some people, um, that were. Aaron uh, just went out to the porch. Yep. Jacob comes uh, by at one moment and says, can I get you anything? I'd like to talk about your future, boy. Uh, Jeff, if you want to have this sure. conversation with him. <laughs> uh, Eliana, Eliana, actually, Eliana actually came and talked to Jacob and said that they may need help. So that's the premise of him coming out to check on them. He was going to strike up that conversation. So I'll let you take it from there. It's your character. <laughs> yes. Um, let me pull up his character here. There's some thought that... Uh... One of our travelers, a very important individual, is staying back here at the bar, which leaves us with a gap to fill for a good fighter. Um, word is that you can handle yourself. Aaron, you can hear this conversation happening. All right. <clears throat> yes. Um... And yeah, Jacob would go in a little bit in, I mean, not fully into a backstory, but you know, that he'd been, he's been traveling with his members of his house and his family for, since he was old enough to, to travel and they do a lot of delivery work, escort work. Um, they take, you know, travel with people, you know, sometimes of importance and they go through dangerous territory and there've been fights and there've been things and he's trained himself as a ranger um, best with a bow, but also, um, you know, good with a sword if need be, um, that he's been doing that, you know, yeah, he, he looks young. He's, uh, he's 22, but he looks, he looks younger. He's, you know, not completely clean shaven, but you know, you can definitely tell appearance is important. Um, but you get the impression that it's not because he's arrogant or vain that he's, just trying to make sure that his house and his family um, is well represented like a business. Um, so, um, he definitely says, you know, if, if, and I'm assuming at this point he's kind of getting wind of that it's Doc that's not going along. And he would definitely say, like, he's not, you know, that he's not going to be able to wield an axe or hammer or whatever the dwarf does from a sheer strength standpoint but um, he's got uh, he's got some other skills 
Indeed. So, uh, <clears throat> do you have any magic? Do you, you know what? What are the limits to your skill set? Um, he, I have some magic, uh, as as rangers sometimes do. Um, a little bit of training and uh, a few things. Um, I can I can do a little a uh, little bit of healing. Um, uh, I can detect helpful. magic. I can do a few few other things. You know, we're in the business of of delivering, and sometimes we need to uh, you know locate things or um, make sure we have the correct package. So there's some more of those skills. Not a, not not a lot of combat spells. More um, utilitarian type stuff. Um, I have a few a few tricks. Oh. Aaron, I'm, while they're talking, make a perception check. <clears throat> Very good. Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, out in the woods, a distance, you see something shift amongst the snow. Um, it being dark again. Uh, you had kind of gotten used to the light, but the sun having gone down. You see something shift and move. It does not seem threatening. Um, but it, out in the woods, there is a presence that catches your attention as they're talking. Okay, I would keep that to myself. And uh, yeah, I, th I think I would keep that to myself. I would not let them know. Just if, if I don't feel threatened, it's just not gonna okay. bother me. I'll keep I'll keep my eyes out and I'll kind of follow it. But Trixus mm -hmm. will just kind of keep chatting with Jacob a little bit about uh, what he would do in certain combat situations. Okay, you get a good read on um, trying to just dial in on Jacob being Ellie's recommendation. Mostly um, if yeah. I think he's young young and hasty without much thought or if I think he, you know, is intelligent enough to consider the situation before he dives in. Yeah. I think you I, get Go ahead. I was going to say you probably you get the impression that he this wouldn't be his first rodeo. This is uh you know, he's been he's been doing this kind of stuff for a while. Um Again, he hasn't been adventuring like you guys have, you know, doing the dungeon delves and that kind of thing, because uh, that's not typically what um, what he would be required to do. Um, so that would be a little new to him, but he, you know, definitely isn't new to to combat and training. As the night progresses, um, Ellie's kind of more in she's more and more on edge she you see as you watch her uh, make, make an insight check any of you that want to that you see her going by I imagine Crixus would have been keeping an eye on her closer Doc's going about his uh, business enjoying his stuff Aranon would not have he Aaron probably would have paid attention to I was going to say Aranon probably stuff. doesn't give two shits oh. Well, not that he doesn't care. It's that he's more concerned yeah. right now with the thing that's going on outside. 
Yeah. Also, he doesn't really care. Four. <laughs> yeah, Doc has no clue. He's in, he's in on this stuff. Doc's starting in on the cops. And Eleven, um... Crix is watching her. You can tell that she... is torn. She's... not gonna be happy no matter which way this goes. There, there's a, a cloud in both these situations and a silver lining to both of them. So... Um, her opinion most of the night when the conversation starts talking about Doc staying and Jacob going or Jacob staying and Doc going, she tends to get very quiet and walk away. <laughs> um, night goes on, drinking his head and um, uh, Aaron on adds more to his goatee, I imagine. Um, <laughs> he would attempt. <laughs> Attempted frustration and um, yeah, eventually ends up ZZ topping it. <laughs> um, so I, at some point, I would probably have a conversation with Crixus about it as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Go ahead. So after we get done, because I wouldn't ask any questions necessarily if I'm able to listen in on Crixus's conversation with Jacob, I would. Would you plus your plus you're totally sober. Also, totally there is yeah. that. Yeah, would you uh, do this publicly, or would you wait for a moment to try and pull him, like off to a corner and have a private conversation? I I would wait for Jacob to go back inside, and then it would just be Crixus and I out on the pet. And and if Valine's there too, it doesn't really matter. Um. So yeah. I would say Valine is kind of frustrated. She's gone to her room for the night. Okay. <laughs> She made a plea to Doc, and it didn't go well, but you don't know that. So, in her mind, it didn't go well. So, yeah, I would I would uh, look at Crixus and say, thoughts? Well, I do believe Doc is our best option. However, his heart is not in it. Uh, he should stay here and protect the bar, protect Ellie, protect our interests, continue to grow this business into something that can get the word out if need be. If Oral were to return, we need people we can trust to communicate these messages. Um, that, in my mind, leaves Triss the... Uh, fairy and uh, at this Jacob. point you hear a tremendous crash as she drops a bunch of steins of ale <laughs> and you hear her swearing and then Crixus laughs and says uh, but Trish Trish might be more trouble than she's worth So, we need someone who can fight. And right now, Jacob seems to be the most, from what I can tell, the most skilled, maybe, at that. Um, Triss seems to be immature. But she's magic. Um, Crixus then just says... Jacob comes highly recommended from Ellie. 
she uh, seems to know that he is extremely skilled. But take that from the source. Did you not notice that Jacob and Ellie seem to be... Um, how do I put Ellie's, it? Gently do the dirty dance? Ellie is sweet on Jacob. Ellie is sweet on Jacob, but it's a similar relationship to Ellie and Aranon. Jacob oh, is isn't... He, he's not the asshole that Aranon is, so he's trying to play it off lightly. But it's a similar situation. Oh, I, I I thought you had made it sound like they were, you know, kind of. Oh no, poke, no, they poking, they aren't they are the bears. They so aren't lovey dovey necessarily. Jacob's got other motivations right now that don't include finding a girlfriend or wife. Okay. He has other things he wants to do, and he, you can tell that by watching the two of them. She is sweet on him, and he is polite to her. Whereas, but it's polite, kind of keep you at arm's length. Hmm. And then I would also say, I think we can probably take the rabbit off the table. We can put the rabbit back in the hat. <laughs> I was going to say, what did you do to Oscar? You taking him off the table? <laughs> Why was he on the table in the first place? I mean, Aaron could be <laughs> kind of I know it's Christmas feast and time and all, but... <laughs> <clears throat> the rabbit seems a bit... Scared and uh, unprepared to me. Maybe yes. extremely powerful. However, what? How will that? How will that come through in our travels? I'm, I'm unsure. It's an unknown factor. He seems very skittish and very, for lack of better words, considering he is a rabbit, wild. And he's Indeed. also missing a hand. <laughs> Why was this fair description? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Crixus um, makes it clear in the communication that although he thinks both are serviceable, um, that it it sounds Jacob is the best fit based on him being a more seasoned traveler and fighter. Um, that he would be more level-headed uh, as we uh, as we travel to unknown parts. And I would agree with that. All right. Do you guys, do either one of you, coming to the end of this conversation, do either one of you go say anything to Jacob tonight? I oh, would yes. leave that, yeah, I would leave that up to, to Crixus, because obviously I can't go inside, so I would have to either wait for him to come Jacob's out. Inside? <laughs> I'm not trying to kidnap Jacob on the way out the door. Tomorrow morning, so yeah. So uh, I'm tomorrow, gonna, tomorrow morning, going to try to find him. Tomorrow morning, as he you know goes outside to get some wood for the fire, I'll just jump from behind the, over the wood pile and throw a bag over his head, and then we'll <laughs> run away on the dog sled. Just old well, school style. About the, the implications of what that would do. That moment would be oh. wow. <laughs> that I would be an interesting moment. It. I kind of want to see it myself. The, the, what would happen in that moment would be unreal. Aranon uh, cannot risk any ice limbs falling off. This is true. That's the, uh, the the test. Is he yeah. worth coming along? Let's see. If we kidnap him and he does okay, we'll take him. <laughs> like a fraternity trick? Like you yeah, kidnap exactly. him, put a bag over his head, <laughs> throw him into a pit of goats, and hope he finds the right one to poke I don't know where that went, but sure. 
Is that Revenge of the Nerds? I don't know. I made it up. I mean, there's that fantastic scene in old school where the guy's walking with his wife through the grocery store parking lot and they pull up in the white van and grab him and oh, <laughs> yeah. apologize to her. And... It's awesome. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. I need to watch that um, again. Chris, this will go. He'll go have a conversation then with Jacob. Right. He's where are you, Jacob? <laughs> um, probably inside running somewhere. around, running around inside, occasionally bringing out stuff for the guys outside. Probably some food that Aaron also can't eat. That's so what needs to go away, man. I need beer. Crixus will just order a beer just to get Jacob's attention. And then when Jacob comes around, invite him to sit. And um, just have a look on his face like, you will want to accept my invitation to sit with me. Jacob will sit very courteously. All ears. And uh, Crixus is going to start convincing him. Um, so, Jacob, is this what you aspire to? Is to assist in a pub? Or do you seek a better opportunity to show your prowess? Um... Definitely just here because uh, this is where we ended up. And he gets into a little bit of the story of how he got here and well, actually how they pretty much all got there. Um, the speaker from Bryn Shander had sent a request for help after the dragon attack because they lost, you know, supplies and people. So um, he had brought, he had been in uh, one of the towns, probably Neverwinter, and was. Uh, selected with the others to run up some supplies and if you know as the you know you go through the cities that were left um, Lonelywood was probably the last one that he would have stopped at so he's probably not been here all that long but this being the last one and not having a next job to do this is just where he ended up so if you're looking you know to travel he's you can tell he's wide-eyed and and uh, ready to move on to the next you know, the next helpful traveling adventure. Jacob, we need... We need someone skilled in combat to travel with us to a magical land that we are unfamiliar with. We do not know what type of monsters or enemies may be lurking where we go, but I can tell from from your look and uh, the way you handle yourself that this would be a perfect adventure for you. Uh, we need the help and to be fair there's nothing more important in this land than trying to uh, stop Oral from, from what she is currently doing to this world. Um, that sounds great. Um, 
Uh, I would only ask for, uh, you know, a fair a fair wage for a fair day's work, and uh, we'll get you there. We'll get you what you need, and we'll get you back. There is uh, something in Crixus's story, Jacob, that makes you think you may, where you're going, be able to find something very, very useful to you <laughs> to help you achieve what you need to achieve. The, the talk of the magical items and stuff in this magical mm-hmm. city, you think there may be something to that that could take care of what I think is your prime concern mm-hmm. right now, I assume? I mean, it's uh, it's not an overall concern because he's, again, drumming up business is, you know, is anywhere is fine, but eventually, yeah, he does have to find his way home somehow yeah. or figure out whether that's a person who can do it or whether that's um, an item that, you know, if he can find an item that he can have on his person that will do that for the rest of his days, that is, sounds a lot easier than always trying to find someone to to ask a favor of to to send him. Yep. So Better hope it's not yep. something Irnan finds first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you do that, notice that uh, while uh, while Jacob is um, outside, he does not. He oddly, you can tell. You know, I mean, he's a human, so you wouldn't expect this of him. But he's not as affected by the cold, even though you know it's not the deathly cold of the darkness, but it's still cold because it's winter. But he doesn't and, seem as cold farmer. as he, yeah, as as you think he should be. Um, oh, so he's Canadian. Huh? You got that right, eh? That really should Shit, be Jay an accent. Suddenly has a Canadian oh, accent. Let's go was... with it. <laughs> I did I'm have sure, a furball sure character who was going to be a youper, but oh, that would be uh-huh. amazing. Yeah, I'm sure that wouldn't annoy the audience at all. <laughs> so. Hey, let's take out that dragon, eh? I think it would uh, annoy them just a bit, don't you know? Take a ride so, on a boot. So, so he says to the parties, um, <laughs> "I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna." So, Crixus is going to look towards Aranon and just like this is the kid, right? So, um, I tell. So, Crixus kind of waits for. A nonverbal command from Aranon to uh, ask Jacob to formally join the party. Aranon would, yeah. And so then, Crixus says, "Jacob, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. We're headed to a place called Yathrin. I'm not sure, to be honest, what's there, but I know it's adventure." And I know there are, there's magic there, including some items and valuables uh, our imaginations couldn't comprehend. Uh, please join us tomorrow morning as we as we leave for this adventure. I can't wait. You made the right decision, son. You can't wait to go, eh? <laughs> Take off, Hoser. Oh, you... Yes, sir, you betcha. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
this, uh, this, this so the night sesh, these sessions are gonna devolve into uh, Fargo. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. You know it. So we spend uh, the rest so... of the, so we spend some time talking to Doc and decommissioning him. To be fair, yeah. having two tree beers with Doc and <laughs> you know, yeah, having a couple two tree beers. Yeah. And basically robbing him of all of his valuable stuff to go adventuring. I don't think they'd rob him. I think Doc would. Well, no, I mean, not realizing that he's staying behind, start offering stuff up. Um, Do you do it at night or do you do it in the morning? Bag out on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Later at night, when it's quiet, quieter, most of the people have gone home. Doc takes his bag and dumps it on the table. What all falls out of your bag, Doc? Uh, I mean, read your inventory here, dude. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to do this. Yeah, you didn't have a ton of stuff. No, I uh, I've never really well, here, I've Doc? never really had a ton. Uh, inventory, uh, inventory. Um, so the professor orb. Uh, yep, falls out on the table. Uh, yeah, you're dumping your bag out on the table. So I need someone yeah. to make a dexterity <laughs> save to try and catch that orb because that's gonna roll. Aaron's well. outside. Aaron's. Oh yeah, Aaron's outside. That's true. Doc, you could probably make that deck save, too, to try and catch it. Yeah, maybe Doc, you better. (laughs) (laughs) That's better. 18. Yep, yep, you catch him easily. (laughs) All right, I'll then hand him to uh, to Crixus. Alchemy Jug. Yep. Bulwark Smasher, I don't think anybody can really use. Um, I would think you would keep would, that for yourself, wouldn't you? Just in case. I would either take I mean, it or suggest that it goes in the bar. I mean, if, the if, there's, a, a, right, if yeah. there's a chance that you guys are going to need a uh, you know doc to come rescue you, <laughs> um, he should probably have a weapon, so... Yeah, that's I am I imagine like yeah the Dragon Slayer longsword going above the mantle. I imagine you guys start putting trophies up in here and things up in here and I think Doc hanging the Bulwark Smasher on, on the wall behind the bar is kind of mm-hmm. a significant I am here, this is my home, don't make me pick up my hammer. Yeah, and you also, like it, you won't I, like uh, it if I pick up my hammer. <laughs> right, and also, hey, you guys in the bar, behave because I got my I got my axe. <laughs> um, uh, the hat of disguise uh, would probably go to Aranon in case he wanted to walk into a town and not look like an ice man. Um, he's got his armor on, and he uh, if he knows you guys are going, he would probably offer. It's a breastplate. He would probably offer it to Jacob. Knowing that he's like the protector, um, he's wearing his cloak. He's got his costume clothes from way back, which look ridiculous out on the table with all the rest of the um, adventuring gear. What um, what is the does... costume? What is the costume clothes? Uh, it it would have been a very uh, comedic dwarf costume from when he was in the arena and it was the only thing he had when he left so it he definitely would have looked uh, like something from a 
poorly scripted musical. So like a banana I would say. with like pauldrons? <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I don't want I don't even want to think about that. You know, a, hey, a you know that's the highest AC you can get, right? Banana that goes both what? ways, men and women. And the less armor there is there, the higher the AC. That's just rules. <laughs> um, he's got, uh, from Bryn Shander, he's got the crossbow, the acid crossbow bolts and the heavy crossbow. Um, if anyone wants to try to wield a heavy crossbow, or ha- if you have a crossbow, you can have the acid bolts. Um, and then he's a- got the old... Would I be able to use acid bolts good. with my arrow? Sure. Or with my bow? Yeah. Not with your no, bow, with your hand crossbows. Oh, my hand, hand crossbows. crossbows. I would say, yeah. The hand, the hand crossbows weren't magic. I think they're made of ice. Uh, that's a good point. I would still take um, the acid arrows just for you're when welcome I get to take better. them with. Um, <clears throat> he has uh, his old dagger, which is really just a, ki- a kitchen knife that's been sharpened to a nicer point. Um, um, a drinking. Make a perception. Make a perception check when you start going through the stuff and you pick up the the um, old rusty kitchen knife that is a dagger. <laughs> and just it is a five. It is a five. Crixus, make one as well. Actually, make it an advantage too, because Oscar would have like. Yeah, I mean, my Crixus, first roll was twenty. When you hold that up, there is something... Oscar, like, there's, like, PTSD, and he jumps behind the bar <laughs> at seeing this old rusty knife. Like, there's something in his mind that really kind of triggered him. <laughs> As a rabbit, he actually does hop over the bar with no... Yeah, he doesn't touch no anything. He, he gets behind the bar, he hides right away when he sees that old rusty knife. There's something there that is just not good for his head. Crix says not as confidently like uh, removing the rabbit from the conversation was a great idea. Yeah. Um, there's a drinking horn that I think we took from the Durgar. Uh, the big, the giant flask that he purchased. Um, the hand axe, which is also which was probably a wood cutting axe at one point. Um, his horn of silent alarm that he you know can make horns in your head. Uh, uh, two short javelins, co- kobold-sized javelins. His old maul, which has seen better days, also a heavy weapon. Um, then he's got the typical stuff: rope, water skin, bedroll, ink pen, mess kit, ration, smith tools, tinderbox, torch, and that's mm. it. I and think that just, horn he's got less than hundred gold. If if no one takes the horn, I imagine Doc would hang that up in the in as well. Yeah, Doc, Doc would offer it grudgingly, like knowing that they are going to come back. Um, if they need it, it's better if they have it than if it's just sitting on a wall. Um, but again, it's a, it's a reminder of his past. So he actually probably burned the costume clothes when they came out. Just threw them okay. right in the fire. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I think... That's, I, yeah, I think the... That, uh, that's all we got. Although... The Horn of Silent Alarm is probably the most useful item um, that we're going to leave here at the bar. I don't think there's a, a reason to take it from Doc. As a matter of fact, I think it's almost more helpful if Doc has it in town and you know can provide some alarm to the townspeople. But, yeah. Um, 
we're comfortable leaving that behind. So really what we're talking about is, uh, unless you want some javelins and things like that, what we're really just the, um, the alchemy jug, the professor, obviously, which uh, Crixus will take, and then the hat of disguise should go to Aranon, too, and that's really yeah. all that we'd take. And then the bolts. The crossbow bolts. The, the bolts, bolts. And then bolts. Uh, the breastplate, if Jacob can use that. Yep. Yep. And since Doc is a barbarian now, he actually, whether he's wearing that armor or not, has the same AC. So he is not doesn't lose anything by giving up the armor. Interesting. All right. That's cool. So uh, you end up sorting through the stuff, divvying it up to the appropriate parties. Um, the You guys... Have a good night rest. You can take a long rest. Um, you guys are level eight, aren't you? You should yeah. be. Yeah. Okay. I, I couldn't remember if I told you that and, after that. And I think I assumed Jacob would be level eight also. Yeah. Nope, he's yep. level one. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not level one. He's been doing some work from where he's from. They wouldn't send a level one adventurer out doing to do what Jacob no. did. <laughs> and we're not going to want one in your thrin, so. No. Not at all. Crixus, so you did, you, up? did you ever add that potion of healing, Crixus? I never did. All right, because I'm going to take one uh, out of my inventory. Doc had, I never put them in my inventory, but uh, you guys gave Doc two greater, two potions of greater healing that he <laughs> definitely would not, he would definitely make sure you guys take. Yep. I'll take one, you take one. Fair enough. All right, sounds good. All right, so then you guys divvy everything up and have a good night, long rest, and get together in the morning. When you get together outside the inn in the morning, um, Valine's already out there, got her sleds with her direwolves hooked up to it. Um, the direwolves seem a little edgy this morning. Just a little bit, something's unsettling them. Um, Valine's kind of keeping keeping an eye out when you come out there you know she's just watching the wood line um, Aranon through the night you would have if you woke up at all or actually you don't technically I don't think you need to sleep as a, a block of ice something kind of nice yeah. uh, you would have noticed the figure in the woods moving around again Bit bit larger than a humanoid. Um, but there's there's definitely something out there that is just has a presence. It's not. It's like not trying to hide necessarily, but not trying to be seen either. It's moving with a with a familiarity to the area. I would. And it's it's, you said it's following us, or it's just kind of meandering. No, it just seemed it's a it's a it's in the woods, out in the woods, like like it's like home. It's like wildlife or something there. You you think it may be a boar or something that's out there? Let's send Jacob out to see what it is. 
Yeah, let's, yeah. Because Aranon would want to, but Aranon would not want to get attacked by an animal and lose a limb. Is this, is this middle of the night, or when is this? Uh, the, well, this if 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 Crixus is around, it's in the morning. Um, unless Aranon woke someone up in the middle of the night, but Aranon just marked its presence again in the middle of the night oh, at okay. one point. Yeah, then um, it it is. I mean, you see it in the morning, Aranon. You know what to look for at this point. Mm-hmm. To see it, and um, it's up to you whether or not you point it out to Valine. She seems to be looking to the woodline because the wolves are agitated. Yeah, I I would point it out to everybody at this point because it because okay. it would not be the first time I've seen it, and it would be a something of interest. Okay, she sees it. And she's like, huh? It doesn't look threatening. Yeah, hmm. I've I don't have any inkling that it's dangerous it hasn't approached i've seen it several times it just seems to be content to wander in the woods i guess interesting all right um, I'm not, I'm bother i'll, I'll say uh bother me um when you guys come out well Aaron, you'd probably see him leave but um doc would want to definitely watch the sunrise while sitting probably on a dock on the lake and that kind of solidifies his decision, like that he made the right choice as he watches the sunrise and he's sitting there looking at the sunrise, the bar, the lake, everything that he kind of dreamed of when he left his, um, left the arena initially. Like this is, this is definitely where he wants to be and why he wanted to be here. So he's, Doc is, is happy with his decision. Last night he was. You know, he was like, I know this is the right decision, but I don't know why. And now this morning he's like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is why I'm here. Or this is what I came for. Um, uh, Jacob doesn't have a lot. Well, all of his stuff fits in a pack um, that he carries with him. So um, he'd come out when he sees you guys getting ready. He'd come out and make sure he's ready to go when you guys are ready to go. Alright. You guys have the sleds all packed up. Um, Doc comes back about the time you guys have the sleds all packed up. You're all down there and ready to go. Um, Ellie comes out the door. um, And she's got this little bundle of stuff. Actually, a couple of them. Um, And she hands one to Aaron and she says, this one's for you. And this one's for Crixus. And then this one's for you, Jacob. And she um, puts it in his hands, and he he kind of you take it with both hands. And as you have it in both hands, she puts her hands on your shoulder quick and gives you a kiss on the cheek. Be careful! And <laughs> runs back up onto the um, porch to just kind of watch you guys go. I don't know if anybody's watching, but Aaron would just kind of shake his head and just kind of roll his eyes. <laughs> he throws up ice cubes. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody need a cold drink? Um, actually, before uh, before she runs up onto the porch, um, she would have given Jacob the second package. The third package would have gone to Crixus, and she would have handed it to him and looked at Crixus and said, "Take care of him, please." No harm will come to the boy while I remain alive. Thank you, Crixus. And if you peek in the, um, then she runs up to the porch. If you peek in the little bundles, they're they're ration bundles. 
it's a nice warm home cooked breakfast um which is something to get you guys rolling um she absentmindedly made one for Aaron on and handed it to him, not, <laughs> not thinking about. She isn't thinking much about Aaron anymore. Just like, oh, Aaron's a member of the party. I should hand one to him. <laughs> Valine looks at you, Aaron, and says, "I'll take that if you aren't going to eat it." I'm going to hand it to her and say, "I miss bacon." <laughs> I bet you do. Let's go. F- go find you a solution for this. Uh huh. Um. And I imagine at that point, unless you have anything to say to Doc or Ellie, they would stand on the porch and watch you guys mush on out of the city. Nope. I yes. would I would hop on mine and I'd I'd probably, you know, give like a you know, look over the shoulder. Nope, see you later. And you guys Oh, Crixus. Well, Crixus will just say you know, take care of the belching dragon. I look forward to a shot of the phoenix upon our return. <laughs> sure you do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. As the uh, last uh, bonus action as we're heading out of town, um, uh, Jacob would give uh, his bonus action to send a mental command follow okay um and you guys head on out of town uh oh. i gotta look at a poster map here you are heading out this heading out from lonelywood and meridulodon which actually seems to dock something that you made note of when you were sitting out there in the sunrise that the, the lake is less frozen than it was the day before it seems to having the sunrise, and having the weather is starting mm-hmm. to return to normalcy. Yeah. Well, and if you allow everything that was said in uh, all of our chats, um, Oscar sent a lightning bolt across the lake, also shattering some of it. So that helps. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. The leaving Lonelywood. It is a long trek. It is going to be. A ten day, maybe a ten day and a half, to get to the Ragged Glacier. Um, Valine is guiding you guys at a moderate pace. You aren't busting her dogs, her um, at a moderate pace, Tom, for a show title, really. <laughs> no, I was doing something else, but not now that I am now. It's no you know old, how confusing old, it is. Old Adam Sandler joke for you young folk. At a medium um, pace. Yep. You Just search at a medium pace. It is when you say uh, a ten day and a half, and I had to think like, like ten and a half days. Oh no no, a ten day is a week. So you're saying like ten to fifteen days. Yep. Oh, ten, ten to fifteen days of travel. Oh, fortnight, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, and and that's Fortnite as a unit of measure and not the video game. We are not playing a battle royale suddenly, although that would be fun. You know what's funny? Do it. I don't yes. think I knew that a week was 10 days. Oh. I think I learned oh. something new today. Oh. Yeah. Once once we're out in the open, it's probably going to... Uh, like Once we're away from the cities, um, we pro- they probably notice... 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, and you, you, you clear the lonely wood headed to the northeast. Um, and there's a point where you clear the woods and there is a, how do you want to describe Dicka to them? So, um, he kind of mentioned his, uh, at some point during the night to somebody about a travel but he assumed that everyone knew because everyone had said, you know, Ellie had talked about it and he had mentioned it to Ellie. So he just kind of was under the assumption that you guys had awareness. Um, but as as we come out of the woods and, and it's, you know, we're definitely away from the cities so that there wouldn't be any problems scaring the um, the other citizens, the remaining citizens, uh, you see a what appears to be a small dragon following um it's flying uh it's it's small about the size of a dragon wormling uh it's currently silvery white in color kind of matching the snow making it harder to see in the snow um and uh it's it's flying you know it's it's definitely keeping with you but it's non-threatening and um yeah it uh it's it's trying to keep up. I don't know what the pace of the uh, the dog sleds are going. But... It's moderate. He can keep up easily enough. Okay. A considering... dragon, you say? Con- considering he doesn't have to go around obstacles, he's probably flying pretty well with them. Or at least on pace. That, that, like, sometimes I'm remark- remarkably slow at things. The The whole irony of this is amazing. <laughs> just dawned on me in the moment. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really? So, yeah, when we would stop for the night, he would introduce them to it, and uh, when it lands, you see it's more more like a, um, more like panther-shaped than an actual dragon. Um, think, uh, if you're familiar with uh, How to Train Your Dragon, imagine the, the main dragon, the Night Fury, but in white and without, like the wings would definitely not be impressive, and the tail, um, because it's still, it's it's not a baby, but it's you you can tell it's not going to grow to be the size of a real dragon, like a an actual dragon. And he introduces it. This is Tika. She's a um. There's a tense. She's moment. a Drake. There's a tense <laughs> moment when she lands at first with the the dire wolves. They're they get very. Um. Uh, how would you defuse that situation, Jacob? Because they're gonna get hackles up, hair standing on the back of their neck. Yeah, I think you know it comes down and it sits down and just kind of like licks its paw like an animal would, and just like like this is nothing, like uh, like it's no big deal. It's like I'm just you know I landed because we're traveling. Be like Uh-oh. if anybody pulled out weapons. Am I jumping? Yeah. You're, you're skippy a little bit. You're robot Okay, I think it got better. Um, okay, there we yeah. go. Uh, yeah, if anyone pulled out any weapons or anything, Jacob would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's okay. She's with me. And, uh... And Aranon would say, yeah. another fucking dragon. <laughs> who, who took the orb? Crixus, you got the orb? The orb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a there's a, uh, a. Where are you carrying the orb in your backpack or? 
Um, it is currently in my backpack. Yep. Okay. It's in his yeah, prison pocket. Yeah, coming from him. <laughs> that orb's like the size of a softball. That would hurt. Um, anyway. It's magic, right? I suppose. It shrinks to fit the user. Yikes. <laughs> again, again, here we are wondering about the anatomy of a defunct. Um... <laughs> <laughs> things I don't think I'd discuss on a Sunday morning so you spend the first night there's a little tension in the camp with, uh, with the wolves but after a day or two you settle in um, the travel is easier than any of the travel you've had so far you do come across a few blizzards um, here and there but overall over the course of the um, travel uh, it, it goes well. Uh, you've you've done enough travel in the winter that it, it is, hasn't been a huge um, huge deal when the big storms come. You just hunker down and wait for it to pass and then keep moving. Um, in the overnights, Crixus will be uh, playing the loot. Okay. So. Is there any, anything else any of you guys would like to do on this trip? You have, like I said, 10 to 14 days. I, I, Aaron, um, I will just keep reading his book, and uh, he may, because he still has the harp. Yep. He he may tinker with that a little bit just to see if he can annoy people or actually learn how to use it. Do you, do you just do that on your own, or do you, Crixus? Do you help him with that? Do you, I, or do you just ignore him and plug your yeah, ears? Absolutely. How does I mean, this go? <laughs> If if he's willing, I'm gonna be playing and and kind of giving him some pointers on harmonizing and can you know try to develop our song that you know that we would play for towns to to drum up the you know the story of TBD um, and as Aaron we go from to, town to town to pass the time. Aaron would accept the help and uh, just because it's something new to him and he's learning he's not he's not so much of a loner where he is above taking any help from anybody especially on something especially if it's something he's interested in yeah yeah so uh to quote patrick rothfuss i will just say that aaron has a bright reckless tenor that wanders around looking for notes occasionally but when they towards the end of the trip um aaron and crixus uh, some of the stuff that was happening at night while they were playing their instruments actually was quite nice. Um, as Aranon starts to pick up some basic, little bit more advanced than hot cross buns, but uh, but some of that early, early, uh, like oh Danny boy or something like that. <laughs> Just a nice, nice tune like that. Um, Jacob would probably tell uh, tell some stories of, of his life so that they can kind of get to know him and some of the things that he's done a little more in detail since they have storytelling time. Um, he'd probably go and do some hunting for food or send um, Tika to to go do some of that too. Um, i trying to think of... Uh, uh, let's see. His... Um, favored terrains would be mountains and forests so he would be trying to steer them towards them 
because he's more com- most comfortable traveling in, in the forest and the mountains. Um, if I mean, I know it's probably mostly tundra that we're crossing, so um, <laughs> it's fun for him. So um, you explain more about yourself. Do you actually tell them where you came from? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could. Um, yeah, so he uh, he's actually from the plain of Eberron. He was making a delivery here. Um, is how here, and that's his motivation. Eventually, is to find a way back home. He needs a way to plane shift, um, but he does not. He does not, and probably will never have his own magic to get to do that himself, unless he finds an item. So he would be looking to. Um, to discuss that. I mean, you guys do not seem like, you know, teleporting type people. So he's probably not, uh, uh, not looking for that from you, but, uh Oh, I was going to say people, (laughs) yeah, I was going to say, if you just saw me flinch like that, that's when inspiration hits me. I just had a really kind of freaking cool idea. Like a massively cool idea. Uh, we can talk about it later, guys. Um, okay. Crixus. And, and uh, but- Tika, Tika is a medium, medium-sized medium creature. So, again, fits in a 5 by 5 square if we're, yep. you're looking meta. So, she's not she's not that big. Um, definitely would be curious about the music. Um, because in the larger travels that they've gone on, they're ha- they have traveled with you know, musicians and things in the party. So um, definitely will sit and enjoy the music and is not, is not, you know, shy. So definitely if, if anyone is wanting to go like pet her or anything, she's not aggressive. I have a feeling, okay, a couple of things. I have a feeling that describing Tika and her release, is it Tika or Tika? Uh, it's a little of both. It's, if both. I could pronounce it somewhere in between, I would. Tika? Okay, Tika. Ah. I'm going to say Tika. Uh, she, okay. she at one point, uh, one of the nights when you stop, after the music has been played a couple of nights, one of the nights when you stop, as you're setting up camp, Crixus, she just comes kind of bounding over to you, and she's got your loot in her mouth. And she's like nudging you and trying to hand it to you. Like she went and found your loot, and she wants to hear the music. <laughs> Rixus will play just a, a couple chords and make a song with "Is it a her?" Or oh, a you're a girl, Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, uh, Jeff her. has described her as a she. Yes. Okay, so I will uh, I will put her name in just a quick couple bars. Um, talking about her gentle ferocity, um, and her flying velocity, and, uh, we'll see, we'll see what kind of reaction I get. (laughs) Um, how does she react, Jeff? (laughs) Uh, I don't think I have the page open for her intelligence, um, but she would definitely, if she heard her name, would definitely, just like an animal, like a dog or something, she knows she's being talked about. She, um, she's excited about that. I was going to say, she's probably also excited about the music. <laughs> yeah. if, if a dragon could purr, I imagine she did. Um, 
another thing that happens, Crix, is about halfway through this trip, um, you're you're going along, and suddenly in your head you hear someone say, "Stop! Stop! Stop!" Do you stop? Do you stop your sled? Do you? What do you yeah, do? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I'm gonna skid kind of off to the side, and uh, um, I typically travel in the front, so yep. I imagine those behind me all follow suit to your left look to your left Crixus. to your left do you see it pushing up through the snow Crixus will take a scan to the left it's not hard to see but pushing up through the snow there's like a, a, a thinner spot in the snow there's this gorgeous crystalline flower pushing up through the snow it almost looks like a rose but it's all blue he says, I've never right, seen so something like that. Crixus will just put his hand up and <laughs> start trudging through the snow, semi-begrudgingly, but also <laughs> like interested to see what is so damn important that we would stop traveling in the snow for this. The flower. Pick the flower. So, put, it, put it in the satchel. It is it is safe for me and my travelers, yes? Yes. It is something I have not seen before, but it does not look like any poisonous flower I know. Indeed. So Crixus will take some sort of wrapping. I imagine he's got... He, well, I've got like my clothes and stuff like that that I uh, don't need. So I guess my winter hat and I'll okay. grab the flower inside of that hat. So you grab the flower and you kind of cut it off. You guys watch as Crixus kind of walks out. Does anyone say anything to him as he's walking out off the beaten path out into the snow? No, I would just kind of watch to see what's going on. And I would probably just, to kind of keep watch, I would be looking around the woods just because when we're stopped, we're a sitting target. And I would actually probably yell that out to Crixus. Yeah, I mean, Crixus isn't going to say anything because he's talking to the dark passenger, but he's also just, like, he's got a signal that he gives to Aranon at this point, like, it's this guy again kind of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> this, this um, crazy so sometimes, dude in my head. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when Crixus is just talking to himself, like, he's going like this to, like, let everybody else know, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to this guy. Yep. So. <laughs> And you walk out totally to uh, you walk out to the uh, to this flower, and you you pick it and you place it in the satchel. And as you place it in the satchel, there is a gust of wind that comes up and swirls up around you, and you feel the strap on the satchel snap on the back of your neck, and it seems to be burning away in snowflakes. Like, it, it looks like it's burning away, but it's not leaving behind ash and smoke or anything. It's leaving behind a gust of wind and these snowflakes, and it kind of swoops down and hits the satchel, and the satchel moves out in front of you and starts spinning like this. And as it starts spinning like this, you don't see it, Crixus, but you can feel him being drawn from you. You guys, watching him actually see this 
like ethereal form being pulled out of his figure and into the satchel and the whole thing starts spinning and there's an audible pop as it all disappears in this gentle snowflake fall in the sunlight just trails down to the ground and it's very quiet for a moment oh Crixus is just Janth Janth And then suddenly, suddenly, Crixus, you you say that about the point that you think there isn't going to be a response, just comes two words. Thank you. And that's it. Aaron? (laughs) Aaron would yell out, Crixus, you dead mon? (laughs) Crixus is just going to say, um, the hanger-on seems to have gotten what he needs out of us and has moved along. So, no more voices in your head? I was just starting to enjoy the company. Well, coming then, from a guy who's in completely iced up, it was weird having a guy in your head. <laughs> No question about it. So Jacob probably is hearing this and like, oh Jesus, what did I hitch my wagon to? <laughs> so that moment goes on, and through the trip, these things happen at various points. Um, one day near the end of it, you crest a ridge. And as you crest the ridge, you spot there's a dozen humanoids with their cloaks flapping in the wind. They're sweeping down. You can see the glacier maybe a mile away. Hmm. Hard to say. It's a lo- it runs the skyline. It's really hard to actually measure the distance because you don't know how tall this glacier is. Uh, but this dozen humanoids are approaching you guys in a line. Um, and you don't know. You, it's hard to get a read on whether they're threatening or not. And we'll pick up there next week. <laughs> nice. <With> them. <laughs> ah, man, my nose is killing me today. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you got a little bit of a cold there. <laughs> I got uh, something going on. Thanks to oh, everybody yeah. for popping in today. We had a whole bunch of new viewers and uh nice. discussion in the chat uh thanks to jeff porkins and salentis this year for following us this this fun Yay. morning uh joining us uh merry christmas to everybody for popping in today uh hope you all had a great christmas great holiday uh have a safe new year we should uh next sunday maybe up in the air i should be here but we are kind of discussing going out of town for a night so next week we'll be up in the air odds are we'll 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 be doing this again unless somebody else is is out yeah i i would i'd be game to pre-recording norm and and throwing it up there too as well mm-hmm. okay okay knowing, so, knowing this well, i have all week off so I, yeah so do i hinge on when Ditto. can get you three together cool all right well we'll discuss that uh, for wednesday night i can't do Wednesday night because I'm playing D&D. Yeah. 
It's fair. <laughs> and Friday night's probably out too, I think, being New Year's Eve and all. Mm. Well, yeah. I'm working all week and Friday night is out for me, but I could try to find an evening. Cool. All right. Well, with that, um, thank you for popping in. Join us. Uh, we have our Discord. Join us at bit.ly slash our fun Discord. I get all of our links there for like Twitter and, and uh, Twitch if you are just a podcast listener. This does go out in podcast. Clearly, I forgot this past Monday, but it usually goes out Monday mornings, 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Group. <laughs> we record this, 8.30 a.m. <laughs> Central Time. Sunday mornings, uh, we started a bit early this morning because John has to leave, so that is cool. Um, give us some support. Share this with other people. Let others know. Give us some ratings wherever Bless you get your podcast from. Good Lord, John. Get a room. Um, hey, I'm, I'm muted, right? You aren't yeah. hearing that, are you? You're muted. Okay, yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we feel for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever. Patreon.com slash quest. We got some cool <laughs> rewards. For me, for Lace Dragon, for Crixus, and for Mr. Sneeze-A-Lot, we'll catch you next week. Oh, show titles. Go to the link. We're going to do show titles after this. Okay, now bye. <laughs>